if I want to be the best dentist I possibly can, I want to put myself in a position where I can comfortably and confidently say to a patient, you know, are you lacking this from your diet? Are you lacking this from your diet? You know, let's look at this aspect. Say, for example, someone's getting a lot of ulcers in, in you know in their mouth well we know that the oral cavity is linked to the gut so these ulcers are likely to be connected to the gut maybe they have underlying gut problems that they need to go to see the gp about hello and welcome back to series two of the smile revolution a podcast dedicated to oral health promotion with a mission to inspire dental hygienists dental therapists and the dental profession in your career I'm Victoria Wilson, a dental therapist and the poignant dental professional I have the pleasure of interviewing this week is Dr. V, who is a dentist from the UK. I have invited Dr. V onto the show after meeting her at the Big Vision Conference and hearing her speak on nutrition and dentistry some weeks ago. Dr. V has a background in biomedicine anatomy, dentistry, fitness and nutrition and studied dentistry at Cardiff. Her enthusiasm for sharing her combined background to support treating patients as a whole and the public's oral health is awe-inspiring. On today's show, we speak about how Dr. V's interest to further her studies in nutrition began and how this has impacted her approach to treating her patients today to have a positive impact on their oral health and overall well-being. This podcast is for all dental hygienists and dental therapists and the dental profession who have an interest in nutrition and wish to gain an insight into understanding how furthering your studies in nutrition can positively impact you as a professional and your patients. Through listening to our conversation, I hope you learn, gain inspiration and ideas for furthering your career paths, supporting oral health promotion to achieve oral health for all. But just before we get started, I want to give a huge shout out to Densplicerona. This podcast is brought to you by Densplicerona, who share a vision to promote a lifetime of oral health around the world through driving prevention to empowering hygienists and dental therapists and the dental profession. And this podcast that you are about to hear will certainly empower you as diet is something we discuss with patients on a daily basis. As the partner and sponsor, they have made the dream in my head a reality to bring such valuable conversations with such valuable professionals to you to empower you and drive prevention and oral health. Along with this series, Densplicerona are announcing a smart practice course that I will be delivering especially for you, guaranteed to empower you further and teach you the practical skills of using a Cavatron that I personally believe 
all Cavatron users need. Visit www.densplicerona.com forward slash smilerevolution for details of the special training day at the Densplicerona Academy and use the exclusive subscriber code SMILE5 to get 50% off. So hi, Dr. V. Welcome on to the Smile Revolution podcast. Thank you. Hi. Hi, Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I'm so honoured that you'd want me on your amazing podcast. So it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Wow. I am honoured to have you. So thank you for agreeing in your very very busy week to be on the show uh, to set the scene for the listeners, as I like to do that. I'm currently at home recording the podcast. And V, I understand it's a morning off for you which is a rare occasion. It is, yeah. But I thought, what better way to spend it than chatting to you before I head into work later this afternoon. So I couldn't be happier. (laughs) (laughs) And Dr. Me and myself, we met the other weekend at this fabulous conference, the Big Vision Conference. Oh, it was amazing, wasn't it? It really was an inspiring day. Um, Speaking about well-being and dentistry and and so many more things. And, And your lecture was very inspiring hence thank I, you so much I reached so out kind. well it really was um I reached out to you because I thought to have you on the show and to share your insight into nutrition would be so interesting for the listeners and to get the message and your training and what you've gone through out there to maybe inspire others to follow in similar footsteps as nutrition is such a valuable part of really what we do because we're talking to our patients on diet advice on a daily basis exactly no exactly thank you so much for your kind words that's so lovely but I think yeah it's, it's just a massively undervalued topic within what we do day to day because like you just said we advise patients on sugar. Everyone focuses on sugar, sugar, sugar. But what about the hundreds and thousands of minerals and vitamins out there that contribute to oral health, to gut health, which all at the end of the day contributes holistically to the patient care? Because we have a duty of care to our patients not to look at them just purely for their teeth. We we treat them as people. We need to look at their health holistically. And I think it's honestly a duty of care that we have to our patients to educate ourselves on nutrition and how we can spread the message and educate patients, you know, correctly to yeah. ensure that they're they're healthier overall, not just an oral health standpoint. Absolutely. And I just thought it would be interesting because I've always had a real interest in the subject of nutrition. Nutrition, we are not trained as nutritionists in dental school. We Mm -hmm. do have lectures for hygienists Mm -hmm. and therapists on on diet advice. um, And we can follow the Eat Well guide. um, And for dentists as well, I know there's not a huge, huge module. And we're definitely, you're definitely not trained in nutrition. So where did your interest first spark for you to decide that you wish to educate yourself further and and, and gain an, an interest and a diploma in nutrition? I think it, having done a biomedical science degree prior to doing dentistry, I was already really interested in the human body because when you, when you dissect it, you realise just how actually fragile 
the body, the human body is. And when you can physically see the way that the oral cavity connects to the gut, you you look at the human body in a completely different way. And then having started dentistry and like you said, we don't have a lot of education in this in this area. It just it sparked all these parallels for me. And I was I remember sitting in lectures thinking, why aren't why aren't we taught about this further? Why aren't we taught about, you know, the benefits of calcium in the diet overall or the benefits of iron or, you know, the benefits of vitamin C, vitamin D? Why aren't these parallels being drilled into our minds as dentists so we can appreciate their importance in oral health, in physical health, in, you know, health overall? And I just thought, you know, if, if I want to be the best dentist I possibly can, I want to put myself in a position where I can comfortably and confidently say to a patient, you know, are you lacking this from your diet? Are you lacking this from your diet? You know, let's look at this aspect. It, say, for example, someone's getting a lot of ulcers in, in, you know, in their mouth. Well, we know that the oral cavity is linked to the gut. So these ulcers are likely to be connected to the gut. Maybe they have underlying gut problems that they need to go to see the GP about. Maybe their diet's lacking in certain vitamins, minerals. Uh, we know as, you know, hygienist therapists that gum disease is, is affected and it's brought on by a lack of so many vitamins. And, you know, if we're sitting there educating patients on cleaning their gums properly, well, actually, are we missing a fundamental area of the diet part of, you know, gum health and things like this? Yeah. So I just thought if, if I want to be the best practitioner that I can be, because I think it's all about confidently delivering this information, because it's all well and good dabbling in it here and there. But what if a patient turns around and says to you, well, you know, t tell me a bit more about where I can get this vitamin from or tell me a bit more about how I can clean this or do this. I think, you know, we have a duty of care to be able to say to a patient, well, you know, you need to look at this, 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 and you need to add this to your diet, take this out of your diet. And if you find yourself in a position where you think this is out of my scope of practice, well, then you would look at referring to a dietitian or a registered nutritionist and things like this. So I think it's it's so important to put yourself in a position where you can really confidently say to a patient, well, you know, let's look at, you know, let's look at your diet. What are you eating here? What are you drinking here? And let, let's, you know, let's make a plan for you and let's improve your health. Let's improve your oral health because it's all connected at the yeah. end of the day. And I, yeah, you just covered and started to cover so many interesting <laughs> subjects that I want to, or topics that I really want to delve into further. But yeah. just going back to one point as well, I think you just highlighted if mm -hmm. a, a patient maybe does ask something um, mm -hmm. and you're, you don't feel competent to necessarily talk about, it is a 100% okay to refer. Yeah. But equally, if you have studied a diploma within nutrition, mm -hmm. it's okay to say, look, I, I'm not a, a nutritionist. Yeah. But um, I d have studied further. You could look into, and like you quite rightly said, if you are, if it's out of your scope, then obviously do yeah. refer on. But it's so relevant to what we're discussing on 100%. a daily basis, especially when it comes to sugars. 100%. So, how did you. Sorry to cut you off there, no, but just to, to say, you know, as dentists, we do a lot of, you know, extra courses in endodontics and composite bonding, things like this. So we can say to our patients, look, I'm not an endo specialist, but I've done this course and this course. And, you know, um, I'm slightly more competent than a GDP that perhaps hasn't done this course. And then they're in a position to, um, you know, advise 
uh, treat and charge a bit extra, you know, for their services, things like that. So, you know, it's all it's all relevant if people invest in that sort of aspect of that, you know, their dentistry and things like that. Well, you know, why not? educate yourself and further your knowledge in this aspect of care as well. Absolutely. It's looking down to your competence, your confidence, your skill set, which brings the value and increased value of the profession to the patients and the public. Yeah, 100%. That's what this podcast is all about. So you can be more (laughs) perfect to me on the show. So when you, when your initial interest sparked in under, wanting to further your understanding in nutrition mm-hmm. where did you first start to look for a diploma what what was what was your route into your first studies um to be honest that if, if you know where to look online if you know where to find credible sources such as pubmed examine Cochrane reviews that's what sparked my not like that's what sparked my interest initially so I would read papers and I'd be like okay you know educating myself a little bit more a little bit more and I thought do you know what it would be really nice just to have a recognized um qualification under my belt as well because there's only so much you can teach yourself to be able to say to patients you know I've read this I've read this but if you if you can confidently say to a patient well you know actually um, I, you know, I did my research and I found a really good course online Yeah. and I studied everything. And you know what? I've got a qualification to show for it. Um, I think that's really important yeah. to gain trust in, you know, in the patient and also just to have that under your belt to say, yeah. well, you know, actually, this is something that's recognized and it's credited. Sure. And the knowledge I know has been um, has been confirmed to me by someone else. It's not just, you know, you've gone out of your way. Um, but I think because there, with regards... There sorry, are yeah. lots of courses out there. I've of course, been searching, yeah. And it's quite a minefield to know where to maybe start. Are there any particular bodies to go to which maybe have more accredited courses registered under them or that they'd recommend? Because... There are so many nutrition courses. I know, there really are. I think yeah. I think that the, the thing to do is to find something that works for you because at the end of the day, you need to make it work for yourself. If you're studying this alongside your nine-to-five job, you need to find a course that you can see is credited, sure. is recognised by yeah. nutritional bodies, things like that. Then you need to look at what level you want to do. You might be looking at just doing a level two. You might want to go further, do a level three, level four. You might even look at doing a level seven or doing a master's. So I think that there's no right or wrong. It's looking at the courses, looking at the websites, reading reviews, um, and then reading further into what well, what bodies are going to recognize this as a diploma. Um and then deciding, well, does this work for me? Does this work for me? And maybe starting somewhere quite general. So starting somewhere uh, such as a, a general nutrition diploma and then going into something more clinical um, and then obviously going into something maybe more dentally related, which we have realised there is a gap in the market for. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Thank you so much 
for that advice because it is a minefield because as I as I mentioned previously I've had a real interest in the the area of nutrition I've done mm -hmm. a bit of background reading because of the relevance for our patients but deciding which course to do is sometimes more challenging and hygienists no, and therapists yeah you know they they are available but your advice of finding the one thing that maybe works for you is a good place yeah. to start and then you can further yeah. on to that so of what course. what did you do where did you study initially um, so, so for the nutrition for the nutrition yeah. Yeah. so um i did mine all through a uh, uk dilp um it was home learning um but you did lots of essays there was lots of support online um you had you know immediate uh feedback and immediate contact if you needed any help any advice whatsoever um, so I really found that useful. Um, further to that, I then just kept on top of new research because I think what we have to remember is that this isn't it's a, it's transient. You know, every single day we're in a profession where um, you know, as as hygienists, especially as therapists, things like that. There's new things coming out every single day, new information, yeah. um, new products to use with patients, yeah. um, you know, new technology. There's there's so much that's developing day by day. And I think it's so important just to, you know, if you're genuinely interested in a certain area, just to keep on top of the information that's coming out. Yeah. Um, and and also that that makes everything a little bit more relevant as well, because you can say to a patient, well, you know, actually, we maybe we thought this 10, 20 years ago, but actually, well, have you considered this or have you considered this? Or we now know that this is the case, you know? Yeah. So the advice you're giving, you know, and you can say wholeheartedly, well, you know, I, I know this is correct. and I know this is peer reviewed and we've got this research and we've got these studies and things. It's all cover, coming from evidence based research, which I think is incredibly important when giving out advice. Definitely. Now, moving on from your studies in nutrition, um, <laughs> what would you say is the area that you're particularly interested in, in nutrition in relation to dentistry? Because nutrition is such a vast, vast topic. There are so many elements. But what do you think is the most relevant to you on a daily basis as a clinician? Which, which areas? Would you say you go so into I think, more? I think, well, it, it's quite cliche and it's the obvious one, but sugar is the big one. Of course. And to me, I don't just look at it as sugar because there, carbohydrate is a sugar. Carbohydrate is such a vast term. And I think that, like we were speaking about this on the phone as well, when patients come in, you don't just look at that patient and think, well, you know, advise, advise them on sugar. We, you, you don't do that at all. You look at their general health overall. You look at, okay, does this person have diabetes? Does this person um, train for anything in particular? Are they an athlete? Um, does this person come from a low socioeconomic background where, you know, diet maybe isn't at the forefront of their mind or they can't particularly afford to buy healthy, you know, fancy nutritional products things like this so I think you need to look at the patient as a human being first before you can look at their oral health and then looking at how you can actually advise them on their oral health and how to improve it so say for example you have a patient who comes in you know they're type 2 diabetic um you'd you know recognize that first 
And then you'd have a chat with them about, you know, is their diabetes under control? Are they taking metformin? Are they seeing the GP regularly? Um, what is their diet like in terms of their insulin control in, in a sugar sense? Well, you know, maybe they have sugar lows and sugar highs. And you need to be in a position where you can actually advise them um, you know, from a, a medical standpoint, rather than just saying, oh, cut out sugar from your diet. Well, well, actually, no, because this person's sugar is regulated and, yeah. you know, they need slow acting carbohydrates that are going to release energy over long periods of time. And you need to be in a position where you can advise them um, on you need to be in a, in a, in a position where you, you really understand the fundamentals of diets and nutrition, because if this patient says to you, well, well, I, I need sugar, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a diabetic, I don't want to get a low when I take my insulin, things like that. We, you need to be in a position where you can say, well, have you considered eating sweet potatoes? And have you considered eating um, porridge oats and things like that? Because we know that they release energy slowly, but yeah. they do have natural sugars in them at the same time. So it's all about recognising a patient as a human being and advising, giving bespoke advice isn't it at the end of the day rather than just a patient comes in and you just say well well don't have any sugar yeah. and also children you if you if you tell children well you can't have this you can't have this well it it can spark a very negative relationship with food and they grow up and they have these binge restrict cycles and that delves into mental health yeah. And I think we live in a we live in a society now where there's a very big push towards veganism, towards vegetarianism. Absolutely. And you know, the talk on sugar is a lot of people are talking about it, which is fantastic. Brilliant. But Absolutely. Are we advising children in the right way? Are we telling children, well, look, eat your, eat your fruit and vegetables, but it's okay to have pudding after dinner. Telling a child they can't have XYZ. That's not healthy at all. If a child if a child grows up with a mindset, well, this is, you know, this is forbidden. This yeah. is bad. They're going to have negative connotations towards their diet and towards food. And I think that we need to be really careful the way they're giving. We as clinicians are giving providing this information. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, recognizing. Um, if you do a lot of NHS dentistry, for example, you see patients who might not be fortunate to be in a position where, well, they can actually give the, their children, you know, fancy fruits and vegetables and like yes. avocados, things like this. Yeah. Um, recognizing, well, actually, this, this single parent might be struggling to feed her child day to day. It's about recognizing that and having the conversation in a, in a yeah. non-judgmental manner and just, you know, coming up with a, um, with a diet plan or with advice that's bespoke to that family. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've touched on some very, very interesting <laughs> points there as well. We never want through our advice as well to have for them to have a negative connotation to no, 100%. dentistry and food. 100%, and yeah. We want them to continue to come back to us for our oral yeah. health. And of course, if we're saying, look, you really need to cut out on this, I'm very interest per interested personally in behavioural change and yeah. communication and the words we use, but we always want it to have a positive impact on 100%, their lifestyle 100%, and their, their yeah. overall health. Um, and quite rightly, as you, you pointed out, you know, if you have a diabetic patient, knowing, of course, they need the sugars, knowing which sugars would be the preferable sugars mm -hmm. to advise them mm -hmm. for maybe their overall health and yeah. their oral health. I remember very soon after qualifying, actually, I had a patient, um, a child in that um, had quite a high level of caries, um, yet they were under the under a nutritionist at the Royal London. So mm -hmm. I ended up 
organising um, a joint appointment at the Royal London with the nutritionist and this patient because I did feel out of my depth. And as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, yeah. you know, it's okay to reach out to other clinicians when you need to. Yeah. But because I didn't have that knowledge or insight mm-hmm. and you've just obviously pointed out knowing what to recommend um, for patients and children um, because their sugar levels can drop, you know. I know my children get rather ratty <laughs> when they need their food now. Yeah. So, hungry, hungry, exactly. <laughs> Knowing what are the best sugars to recommend, and, and yeah. obviously furthering our knowledge mm-hmm. within that. So. Yeah, it's just interesting as well, your approach to obviously the patients and obviously analysing them as a whole. Of course, yeah. we look at everybody's individual and knowing best about, you know, how to treat them, but having that further knowledge to advise further on diet, which is so relevant from a sugar point yeah. of view, is just really interesting and I think certainly inspiring It's, it's giving holistic care at the end of the day rather than rather than just recognizing a patient as, as, you know, teeth in their mouth. Because I think we get so caught up in caries and decay and gums and gingivitis and, and cleaning teeth and things like that. But we forget there's a, there's a, there's a person actually behind, behind all of this. And they not, they might not, they might not even have the education themselves. Like we are very, very privileged to have an education. We're very privileged to, um, have gone to university or done these courses because at the end of the day, there's financial implications behind all of these things that we've been able to provide for ourselves. Absolutely. We forget that some people just don't have that sort of level of education and it's recognizing what does this person know already how can I help this person how can I educate them this way and this way and this way and just you know using terms or using um information that that patient's going to relate to because the more you relate to a patient the more likely they are to listen to you and to want to benefit and they want to improve they want they'll want to improve themselves, won't they? And it, it's it's all about sparking sparking those questions in that patient's mind as well. So it, we're yeah. sparking it in ourselves. And I think if, if we're in a position where we we've earned the trust of our patient and we can inspire a yeah. patient to look after themselves holistically, I always say this, but looking after their oral health will be a byproduct of that. Absolutely. And I think that's so important. I, I do think recognize that as dentists where, or hygienists and therapists, we're so caught up in gums and teeth. Well, actually, if we can inspire a patient to look after themselves in a holistic manner, looking after their oral health, that will just be a byproduct of it because their diet will be good. Their gums will be healthy. Their teeth will be healthier. They'll have less decay. They'll have less caries. They'll have less you know, they won't be run down, they won't have ulcers, they won't have gingivitis, things like this. And I think it's all connected, but no one looks at it in a holistic manner. We're so caught up in in the specialities that we're in, in our our subdivisions. Yeah. Yeah. No, so inspiring. And (laughs) I really, I feel as well, and it's, what you're doing um, and and where you are, you're obviously sharing this and your approach to your patients because of your education is naturally going to be slightly different from mm-hmm. somebody that hasn't studied nutrition. You're also doing a lot to spread the message through social media. Um, yeah. I know you've got your 
at V's Fitness and Food, you yeah. <laughs> obviously identified as well, you've been talking about well-being, a need for fitness within that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Can you just go into that a, a tiny bit for the listeners as well in where your interest in, in the fitness side of it was sparked and how you've amalgamated that with the nutrition and dentistry? So for me, I think as well, um, I've, I've always loved exercise. I think for me, when exercise is part of your daily routine and you physically feel the mental benefits of it, it becomes almost an addiction. Endorphins, they say, well, they're the cheapest form of therapy, don't they? It's a, it's a quote that's tossed around quite a lot. And I think that as you know, day to day, when you realise how amazing moving your body makes you feel, um, it just becomes sort of part of your lifestyle. And I think as well, when I like, when I was lucky enough to dissect the human body when when I studied anatomy, and I realised, wow, like you know, we're, we're, we are just made up of a few muscles here and there. We've got some tendons, we've got some fascia, a few veins, a few arteries, and that's it. Like the human body is so delicate. And like you know, like we were saying earlier, it's 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 recognizing that looking after yourself holistically and inspiring looking after yourself holistically in a patient is I think is paramount to delivering good aura care as well. So yeah. I think for me when I recognize that moving your body and looking after your nutrition and all of these things collate to you know being the best version of yourself living the healthiest lifestyle that you can and then recognizing parallels between gut health mental health physical health we know now it's been scientifically proven that 90 percent of serotonin is produced in the gut 90 percent. i think that's incredible. incredible i don't know about yeah. you but i think that's absolutely incredible And if you're not looking after your nutrition and your gut health, how can you expect to be able to create serotonin effectively? We know that serotonin is known as the happy hormone. Yeah. If we're not creating, you could be, you could have the best life that you have, but if your nutrition is lacking and you're not creating these hormones, then actually your mental health might be suffering. Yeah. And like you said, everything is connected. Being the best version of you, and you certainly are for me a role model that is oh, actually practicing <laughs> what you're preaching but That's it's so contagious thank you. And, I, thank you. and I feel that that is also um, such an element to the positive impact you can potentially have on your patients because you are living this fitness you're living this nutrition you understand it you've studied it and you've got and it makes me feel good and I it makes me feel happy day to day and I think that this energy that I have to you know I I feel like it gives me um a lot of positive um how can I put it? It gives me a positive outlook on life and it makes me feel very happy, very empowered. Um, I personally find that if I get my workout done in the morning, um, I feel like I've already achieved something in my day. I've got a lot of energy that gets me through the working day. Um, But in the same way that recognizing nutrition advice is bespoke to patients, it's also recognizing that advising patients on exercise is also very bespoke because 
in the same way recognizing a patient might have diabetes we see a lot of patients that have got very complex medical histories yeah and you know it's quite ignorant if we say to a patient well you know just get up and move you know go to the gym things like that well well no we have to recognize well actually this patient might not be able to move they might not have they might not have the privilege to be able to move like you and I absolutely and I think recognizing our privilege that we're we're healthy, we have our limbs, yeah. we don't have chronic illness. I think that's a huge thing that we see in dentistry, patients with chronic illness um, and recognising, well, actually, this, this poor patient might not actually have the ability to move like you and I, but yeah. we can advise them that maybe we'll take a 10, 15 minute walk in the morning might do wonders for their yeah. physical health, yeah. their mental health, things like that. And if their mental health is better, they might put themselves in a better position to think about their nutrition, yeah. think about improving their their health holistically. Yeah. And like we were saying, looking after their oral health will come as a byproduct mm. of that information and of that advice that we were able to give them. Yeah. And it's about providing this information in a non-judgmental way. Because I think that we get so caught up in providing bog standard information, bog standard advice. Oh, just get up and move, go to the gym, stop eating sugar, things like that. Well, actually, it's not black and white like that. People are individual. They have complex medical histories absolutely they have everyone comes from different socioeconomic backgrounds where you know a gym membership might not be might not be feasible for everyone it's a lot of money especially in london if we recognize you know it's not cheap to have a gym membership in london so it's quite ignorant just to say to a patient well you know or just say to people in general get up and move your body well you know actually well no find a way of moving your body that works for you financially 100 percent that works for you that makes you feel good that's financially feasible for you that you can fit into your lifestyle you're a mother you appreciate how difficult it is to find time for yourself (laughs) i love to exercise in the morning and i try but you know what i've worked out now is it doesn't work for me in the morning so yeah i've worked out it works when they go to bed i i'm a real yogi so i can do my yoga then exactly and and then it refuels me before the evening or the start of my evening work so it is again well yeah identifying what's right for you but having that privileged or insight to understand how to recognize what works for you because we Mm -hmm. can all especially as mothers get very tunneled into all our things that we need to do for the children and everything else life is just so busy and you put your own needs on a pet um on a the back seat don't you because at the end of the day your children are your priority and it's everything changes when you're a mother when you're a parent in general so I think it's like like I was saying, just not giving bog standard advice, recognizing what you know this patient she might be a single mother. Imagine yeah. imagine how difficult it is to find time for yourself mm. when you have no help doing all of this. I know. I mean, goodness, we could talk all day. We really could. <laughs> I want to delve into so much more, but I think you've shared such an insight and so much for the listeners this podcast is all about inspiring the profession to advance in oral health and finding what's right for you nutrition Mm -hmm. may not be the thing for everyone or their interest for everyone but this podcast I hope and I know for me it's definitely given me something to hook onto to further maybe my education in nutrition Mm -hmm. and I'm sure for the listeners out there you you definitely have given 
so much for others to maybe start to explore or a different way to maybe think about approaching their patients. Stefan's Curve is is our gold standard (laughs) go-to when it comes to sugar (laughs) and what we were taught in dental school. And that's obviously still applies, but just knowing what other things to think Mm -hmm. about. You, you, You broached on sweet potatoes and things like that. Starting to explore other things. And I know, Dr. V, you've obviously got your, you, you're sharing this on a daily basis with your patients. You've got your social media, as I mentioned, at V's Fitness Food and the at the Dr. V um, Instagram. You also have your website, yes. which can you say it for me just so I make sure that we get it right? <laughs> so it's quite easy. It's just www.vsfitnessfood.com. Nice and easy. Great. So if people wish to reach out to you, would that be the best place to find you? Or Yeah, all across social media, um, email me. Um, I'm always endeavour to get back to people as soon as I can um, because it means a lot to me that someone would take time out of their day to want to learn more, to want to talk to me, um, for any, you know, any reason that someone would contact me. I, I honestly, I'm so touched and honoured that anyone would want to talk, uh, talk more to me. So yeah, I'm any, any platforms that is convenient for you, I'm more than happy to get back to you on. And if you need some Christmas recipes um, or recipes for the rest of the year, we're recording this just before Christmas. Yeah. It's going to be out before Christmas, but you've got some great recipes. Yes, on your lots and lots of recipes Instagram. everywhere. Yeah, on my Instagram, on my website. Um, and it's, it's all about not cutting out things from your diet, just recognizing that there are, there are better alternatives that are slightly healthier here and there and actually sometimes even taste better and you know we can enjoy them a little bit more and and it's all about experimenting with food as well trying out new things that you enjoy and like we were saying earlier there's a really big move towards veganism and I think that that's an area where people need to be really educated and and not you know not go the other way and cut out too much from their diet yes and actually end up um, putting themselves in a position where they're malnourished um, because of you know following trends yeah. and things like that so it's it's all about you know getting people to think and sparking um, sparking an interest in these areas and just and just getting people to question like what am I putting into my body how can I make myself feel better and what can I try and what can I explore and and it's yeah. just You've definitely sparked that interest for me today. And I'm sure that the listeners, and I'd love to have you back on the show to maybe delve into some of these topics a bit further, specifically on individual Mm -hmm. foods, because I think that's so interesting. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. It's been so lovely. But before you go, we've now got to go to the Smart Revolution Fire Round. Okay. Can I just ask you, where would you dream of seeing seeing dentistry 10 years from now oh wow gosh um I'd I'd love to see dentistry completely revolutionized so instead of having dental practices we have areas that are dental spas so people can come in essentially for a full MOT they can see a doctor they can see a dentist they can get advice on their nutrition they can get advice on their mental health I would love to see dentistry heading in that direction where a patient comes into you and as a dentist you can say well I want you to see the GP for this I want you to see my nutritionist for this I want you to speak to a personal trainer about this and we give patients 
holistic care. We don't just treat their teeth. We treat them as people and we treat them on an individual basis and we treat to improve their health and improve their life as an overall. I think I would love to see dentistry head in that direction. I love that. And <laughs> lastly, what's your mantra? My mantra, oh, to not take a single second of your life for granted. Every single day is an opportunity to improve yourself, to learn, to grow, to meet new people, to to make new friends and to have an impact on someone else. Because at the end of the day, we're all busy going about our days, busy in our own bubbles and our own lifestyle. Well, actually, what if we take a second and, and talk to the person next to us on the bus or the tube or or the person in front of us in the queue? And just you just, you just don't know the relationship you're going to build with that person. And I just think, honestly, life is it. too short. Life is just <laughs> oh, you're too short. Wonderful. Thank you so, so much oh, for being on the show. Me. It's been such it's a been pleasure so to lovely. speak to you. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I hope to have you back. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it, rate it and leave a review. I can't wait to learn how this recording has impacted you. Don't forget to take advantage of the incredible 50% off subscriber offer on the special training at the Dense Blycerona Academy on the 27th of March, 2020. Visit densepliceerona.com forward slash revolution and enter the promo code SMAL5 when you book. And lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe and follow the Smile Revolution on social media for more content. Please engage in the comment section. I will read all and respond to as many as possible. The podcast audio is available on all major platforms and video content on the podcast can now be found on the Smile Revolution YouTube channel. To stay up to date on all Smile Revolution projects, subscribe to the Smile Revolution newsletter by emailing info at smile-revolution.net stating subscribe to newsletter. Thanks so much for joining me and being part of the Smile Revolution.